0: Live from downtown Boogertown, it's three hillbillies on a couch with your hosts, Boo-Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. Hey, welcome back to downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. And I'm Biggins. And we are uh, talking today (laughs) on our podcast about our heroes. And I um, want to take you uh, just this opportunity to thank all of you. We know that they say everybody's got a podcast, and if the three of us have got one, then everybody's got one. So thank you for taking time out of your busy podcasting schedule to listen to ours. And uh, be sure to tell your friends about us, rate us, review us, and uh, let everybody know. Spread the hillbilly word. We appreciate it. So, talking about Heroes. Vegans, who's your
1: hero? I got a few of them, but I guess growing up, my hero was actually my granddaddy, my Paul Farmer. He was almost a hundred years old when he passed in 1986. And to sit around and be able to listen to his stories and still see what he done you at that time. And uh, when he was 12 years old, he rode a mule from New Orleans, uh, right outside New Orleans all the way to Gallon, Alabama, by himself. His parents had left a week earlier. way you know, he stayed and worked in the cane fields, and at 12, rode all that way by himself. To get wow. There. He would talk about that uh, there was places along the trail that people would stop, you know, families would stop and all, and, there, and some nights he, he he stayed with them, you know, or stayed there in their camp and got to eat and stuff. But he made it all the way by himself, and he caught up to them right before they got into gallant. Well they was going to. Wow. They was in a wagon, said there was a big red patch on the side of the wagon, and he talked, he him not seen that patch, knew it was mama. Oh.
0: <laughs> he, he got there dude. To took <laughs> off a riding. Yep. That's awesome. You know, my granddaddy used to always talk about, uh, he lived in Mesquite, Texas, and he used to say, I remember when it took a day by wagon to get from Mesquite to Dallas, and now you can't tell when you leave one and enter the other. Yep but it's funny to think about that uh you know our grandfathers rode around on wagons and mules and stuff <laughs> my uh my other grandfather was from western kentucky and he uh when he was a boy he and his brothers ran a mile to see a track in the mud where a car had driven by not to even see the car just to see yeah, the tire tar- track like. and then when he was in his Late 60s, early 70s, he held me in his arms at Cape Canaveral while we watched uh, one of the last Apollo rockets go up to take man to the moon. In one lifetime. Wow. He saw that change. Isn't mm-hmm. wow. that wild?
2: That is. From a track to space. Yep, in one lifetime. It's amazing what all has happened in the last hundred years. Yeah, you think about the, I guess, uh, the, what we would call the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. they'd have to be
1: that's they have to be and they're losing I, you know we lost my dad a couple months ago and he was 90 years old but we're losing that generation and I'm here to tell y'all if y'all have grandparents or great grandparents in your lives go sit and talk to them just go listen to the stories that be told because once Re- they're gone that's gone forever and record those
2: stories yep. I used to be my one of my favorite things to do as a kid was to hang out with my great uncles and great grandparents Oh, and my granddaddy and watch, and they'd be whittling, you know. They'd have that cedar stick yeah. they'd whittle on, and you could smell that cedar, and they saved the shavings, because the, uh, the women folk would put the shavings in the closet to keep the moths away, and then, of course, they'd have bragging rights if they'd get that curl, you know. Yeah. How many curls yeah. could you get on that whittle? And they'd be talking about that, and, of course, you get thirsty, you'd go down to the spring, and you'd have that one ladle. You know, and uh, everybody shared it back then, didn't think anything about it, and you just dipped that ladle down there in that spring water, ice-cold spring water.
1: Boy, you brought back a nightmare when talking about that ladle. I I saw your eyes there. Man. What what happened?
2: Did you
0: get beat with it?
1: No, it wasn't, that. uh, I can't mention no names, but they was a family lived down from us now. We was raised out in the woods like yeah, you know, and – we still had a well out there. Paul Farmer and they didn't, you know, but the well was so cold it'd hurt your teeth to drink water yeah, out oh, of it. Yeah. And he pulled a bucket up and Paul had a ladle hanging over the well, well, about everybody did. And we was, me and my buddies and all of us been out there playing and stuff, and I would got down there, uh, it was a couple miles from our house, we was down there in front of their house of playing, you know, this, this other family. I wasn't none of them with us, we were just down there in front of the house. and. And uh, the the patriarch of that family was standing out there, you know, and we asked him about getting a drink out of their well. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. Well, two of my buddies had done dipped that dipper down in there at Gord in there, you know, and had gotten a drink. And I looked up, and that's probably the ugliest gal I ever seen in my life this time standing there. And uh, she can make a freight train hook left on the dirt road. I mean, it's a <laughs> And she had about as many teeth as I got now and had skull spit running out each side of her mouth mm, down there. That's level-headed. And I looked at her and I looked at that ladle I had in my hand like that and I was looking at her and I turned it around and drank out of the handle. <laughs> I of the handle. She looked at me and went, that's the way they make me do it too. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's too oh, my good. Well, wow. well we we went a little far afield from, he- from heroes there <laughs> but no, that's all right.
2: Um who's who's your hero? Um, oh, I'd maybe. be my I, like everybody gets those you look up to I think my my granddaddy. They called him Junior and uh, he got drafted in the army and of course, uh, now he wouldn't have to go. I guess one thing, they don't have the draft, but he was flat footed, but they, he didn't know until he got home that he wasn't supposed to go because <laughs> he was flat footed. <laughs> but uh, yeah. he, he went anyway, and I remember him telling me that the, uh, all his life he was called Junior. And uh, they said, what's your what's your name? The Army ain't name, asked him, they said, what's your name? And he said, my name's Junior. And they said, no, what's your real name? And he said, Junior? Well, what mm-hmm. they call you? Junior. What your mom and dad call you, Junior. Okay, when you were a baby, was the name they gave you, Junior. So the U.S. Army named him Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not have a, a name other than Junior? No. no. Well, they called him Junior. That's all he knew. His, his, uh, his <laughs> dad was Jim. Jim. Well, actually, they so said, what's your daddy's name? And he said, my dad's name is Jim Snake. And that's what they always called him, Jim Snake. Yeah. why they call him Jim Snake because even as a teenage boy he'd sleep in a bed and in the and his sisters would change the bed out and found a family of snakes that was living in there with him inside the mattress yeah. Mattress. Yeah. and uh, he'd be so tired and he knew them snakes there he'd just sleep in that bed you know and so, so they, they called, him, called snake. him Jim Snake so I ain't never he had to tired <laughs> <laughs> I said, why ain't call you Jim Snake you know He's watched my dad, Jim Snake, and so uh, the U.S. Army actually called him James, so he became James Junior. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's funny. But he, uh, uh, funny, you should say that. I don't want to get on a big long tangent, but we are talking about heroes, and uh, I was always fascinated with his military service. To think about somebody in the country never been out of the county, yeah. you know, and then to go across seas mm-hmm. and have to have fight and defend your country the way he did, and I bought him a book. It's like an annual of the 35th Infantry that he was in, and I didn't know it because he wouldn't talk about, like the old time, they wouldn't talk about their time in the service. And I'd look up where he was, and I'd see his patches, and I was like, man, 10 and a half months day-to-day con- contact with the enemy for 10 and a half months was his first 10 and a half months. Well, I bought him that annual and gave it to him for Christmas. And I just, you know, he, he loved that annual. But I didn't know it, but throughout... Uh, the rest of his life for the next 30, 40 years, he lived to be 96 years old. He would write notes and put it in that annual, knowing that I'd get yeah, that get back it, one I day. And when he okay. passed away, it, it, it's hard to read sometimes in his handwriting. And the first note he said was, uh, I trained and basic training with all these friends I'd made. And we went to ship it Took three weeks to go over cause they had to go sideways to avoid submarines. He tells about how sick they were. He said in our first, Day on land we came in combat and they sent me, forty-three of my friends, our first day into the sea, and he said and I was one of six that returned.
0: And that was just, just his first day. So I can
2: imagine what the greater generation went through, you know, for us. And he's my hero. Wow.
0: That is something. Well, we're gonna take a break real quick for a word from our sponsor, hopefully. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code Hillbillies at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the US on orders over $25. (laughs) BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. Thank you, uh, for that uh, word from our sponsor, if we have a sponsor yet. <laughs> by Bud Light. Go big or go out. That's yeah, yeah. it. But uh, anyway, um we, beer, friends don't let friends <laughs> drive drunk. Um anyway. <laughs> we are talking about World War II. your your grandfather was in World War II. That's one of my one of my heroes is my Uncle Bill. Uh, Uncle Bill was my grandfather's brother, and my grandfathers were both too old for World War II. But uh, Bill was the youngest of that family, and he was just the right age to go. He was in the group of guys that rescued the men off the Bataan Death March. Mm, wow! But uh, he was a heck of a guy. And he was like your grandfather. He came home from the war and said, uh, "Y'all ask me any questions you want to ask me tonight, and after tonight, I won't talk about it anymore." And he didn't talk about it for over fifty years. And then finally, in the late nineties he started opening up and telling some stories and he, uh, actually wrote them all down for his grandkids. Wow. So they've got a, a, a record of his service and everything and <clears throat> the stories he had to tell, but he was a neat guy. And it's really funny. My, my great grandfather, his father was a, uh, <clears throat> was a real cut up. And, uh, he had four kids, two sons and two daughters. And my grandfather was a junior. He was named after his daddy. And, um, but So he just, instead of calling him Junior, though, he just called him Son. That's what he called him his whole life, Son. And then, um, uh, and everybody called him that. And then his sisters were Mamie and Faye, but their nicknames were Snooty and Frog. And my whole growing up, I had an Aunt Snooty and an Aunt Frog. And uh, I, when Uncle Bill was in his 90s, he was the last one still living. I, have, I happened to ask him one day, I said, I know your daddy had nicknames for all the kids. I never did hear, what was your nickname? What'd your daddy call you? He said, Jack. I said, why? He said, no idea. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) (laughs) He just just called him Jack. I mean, he called Snooty Snooty because she was Snooty, you know, and he called Frog that because she was uh, born premature, and he held her the night she was born. He said, she ain't no bigger than a frog, and that was her name the rest of her life, Ain't Frog. Ain't Frog. (laughs) Yep, that's the truth. It's so funny. She was an emergency room nurse. She lived to be nearly 80 herself, and, and she used to tell about She said, that doctor said I wouldn't live through the night. She said, then he come back next day, said I wouldn't live through the week. He come back next week, said I wouldn't live through the month. She said, you know, I outlived that OSOB.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> lived longer than you did. That's it. <laughs>
0: yeah, she felt froggy. <laughs> yeah, because she felt froggy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Y'all would have loved her. She was always good for a really scary, nasty uh, ER story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was good for those. <laughs> I like
2: it, get to, uh, come in there and say, hey, dude, you should have saw what I saw today. No, 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 no I didn't. And I don't want to no, hear about it. <laughs> no, I'm
1: good. No. I'm really good. And I know one that can say that like it don't even faze her or bother her at all. Oh, yeah. Um, let me tell you about the decapitated head I seen today with the gut thing. no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. No, no. I'm good. It's, it's all right. Don't want to hear about. right there. Yeah. Don't want to hear back. While she's eating, she can tell you that story. <laughs> it's a, yeah. yeah, and she it's drove the Mexican, school bus. In a Mexican <laughs> restaurant the other day. While we're eating, she can tell you that story and oh. get her back up. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Oh. Well, now being from Texas, I got a lot of heroes that are, you know, people from Texas history, like the guys that were at the, the – uh, Alamo. Uh, Davy, Davy Crockett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean them Tennesseans? Them, them old boys from Tennessee, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, like uh, like Davy Crockett. You know, they just found out, and they did this in the movie where Billy Bob Thornton played Davy Crockett. But, you know, for years we thought everybody was just slaughtered at the Alamo you know, in the gunfire. Uh-huh. Uh, but they actually um, found a uh, diary from one of Santa Ana's officers, and it was translated in the 1970s. And he said in his diary that they actually captured six or seven men. One of them was Davy Crockett. And they brought them tied up uh, before Santa Ana. And Santa Ana said, we wish to discuss surrender. And Davy Crockett said, very well, we accept your surrender. <laughs> that was that was Davy's last middle finger to Santa Ana. And Santa Ana had them cut to pieces with, with swords while they were tied up.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I've heard that the... the santa anna's generals uh was making the argument to uh save david Crockett, and that really ticked santa anna off right because they had showed him respect and they really he was a legend yeah
0: well we got a lot of those in texas you know my one of my favorite people is three-legged willie three-legged willie you ever heard of three-legged willie i'm gonna let it go (laughs) Really, I thought we'd get an inappropriate giggle out of it. I didn't
1: know why I, I said I'm going to let it go. This guy's name was
0: Robert McAlpin Williamson, and he was uh, a – He had – Half horse. No, he was half horse. No, he had a uh, – He had, rheum- and he had the tuberculosis arthritis when he was a kid, oh. and it bent his leg at a 90-degree angle permanently, and he couldn't move the leg. So he had – Instead of just sitting around and feeling sorry for himself – he had a prosthetic leg fitted to his knee so he could walk, but that other leg was still sticking out behind him. <laughs> and he was a – not only did he then continue to fight you know, and, and go fight for Texas independence, he was the first major of the Texas Rangers and fought at the Battle of San Jacinto. And, I mean, he was a bad dude, and they called him Three-Legged Willie because he had three legs.
2: I'd been in a bad mood, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was uh... – but it was, he had special order his uniform. <laughs> you, can't just,
1: you can't just get one from Sears and Robux. Like, like that, guy. no. Yeah. He, there's
0: a statue of him in uh, uh, Williams County, uh, Texas. His name for him, or is Williamson, anyway. But he he had his coat right there. And, uh, <laughs> and there's, a, there's a, a statue of him in town. But that's a bad dude. I like that. Three-legged it. Yeah. I mm. figured we'd get a giggle out of you. He did. I said, I'm
1: going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I know it is... He's a legend. He's a legend.
0: <laughs> he makes movies. <laughs> so, did you ever get to meet now like, if you had like real like other heroes other than just family members? Did you ever get to meet any of your heroes out in the real world?
2: Well, and and I feel bad. I can't remember his name. This long time ago, it's one of the things where there's a lot of people around, and I was getting some ice cream, and. uh I was getting ice cream, and I saw these three guys out, and uh, you can tell these veterans—they, you know—they—they they had their hats on, and they obviously retired. And uh, I, every time I see them, I always want to go thank them, and I go up and I say, "I appreciate your service." And so we got talking. It's their first time around the area, and they's asking me questions, and I kept looking. This old fella I was talking to—he had the prettiest necklace on, and and it had this like this uh, coin on it. it. Looked like a coin and the sun kept hitting in, it was reflected in my eyes, so it drew my attention, I looked at it, and I could tell it had to do something with the military, and I said, uh, forgive me, but do you mind if I study on that? And uh, he leaned it over, he said, not at all. And I put my hand under it, and that thing was heavy. And I raised that up, and I looked at it, and it said, Congressional Medal of Honor. And I just let go of it immediately. I was weak knee. Wow. And I said, I'm not even worthy to touch this. I'm, so, you know. Uh, and I said, I, I won't shake your hand. And that was a thrill to Man. me in that moment. Of all those people around there, it was just me and him. And I just, all that disappeared. And Man. and uh, and I told him how thankful I was and how much I appreciate him. And and then he let me buy him some ice
0: cream. <laughs> <laughs> I bought him some ice cream. Well, you know they they don't put them things in cereal boxes. So. No, nope,
2: that's for sure. Well, the That's entertainment right. folks
1: and stuff, you get to meet a lot of people. And, uh, well, like I had not been in entertainment all the time, you know. Yeah. I, and, and it was all kind of new to me. And there was a lot of groups and people I met that was absolutely amazing and awesome. And then I'm not going to mention his name, but somebody I really looked up to and thought was awesome and the comedy and all. I was getting a chance to meet him. And he was the biggest butthole I've ever seen in my life. Well, then uh it took him five minutes to take all my admiration away and for me to tell him I'll hit you right upside your head. Yeah. If you you need to
0: I've I've been there. Yeah, I've met yeah, it, I've met people I thought were gonna be jerks who were awesome. And mm-hmm. I thought I've met people who I thought were gonna be awesome were jerks. I'll tell you one that the, the said when when you, they turn out to be awesome, you can tell the story. But I met Bill Superfoot Wallace, who was a five-time PKA welterweight champion back in the seventies, uh, kickboxer, and he was a bad guy in a bunch of Chuck Norris's movies. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. <laughs> I mean, just just nice as he could be. And he, he's also the one that found John Belushi when when John died. Really? Yeah, he was his bodyguard and trainer. Well and I knew that, he's the one that got those jeans designed. A yeah, lot of those stress jeans and everything. Uh, Chuck those Norris in. jeans. Yeah. No, that's yeah. where
2: Chuck, those superfoots. Okay. But uh, well, no,
0: uh, they put out Chuck Norris jeans yeah. too. because I, yeah. I used to wear a pair of them. They had that big gusset right. where you could where do you the splits. And, you can do that high yeah. kick. But yeah, Bill was I like nice. what I needed it for. <laughs> and I met Chuck I met, You wore them pregnancy pants. <laughs> I met Chuck Norris once. He was really nice. He's a sweet guy. Real yeah. real soft spoken, real quiet. Um I met Charlton Heston once. That was cool. That was, I was like, it's Moses. I'm standing here shaking hands with Moses. (laughs) And he said, get your damn dirty hands off me, you ape. (laughs) Or something to that effect.
1: Uh, Chuck Norris was an excellent guy. I got to meet him also. Yeah.
0: Uh, And he was excellent. Super Uh, nice. You
1: know, he founded that thing there in Texas. All the the youngsters doing the karate and stuff now. One of the, uh, guys that he had trained that actually works for him doing that was uh, it was my best friend but it was a friend of my best friend you know it was out there we went out there and met Eric and stayed with and uh, we seen him a bunch of times and and then Eric was like y'all want to meet Chuck Norris I'm like sure and he had a little office thing in there we went back there and stood and talked to him nice like you say nice as well he got up oh hey boys what y'all doing hey guys sat there and I'm just like Chuck
0: Norris. You're Chuck Norris. It's not one but a- Texas. Yeah. I saw I saw him on uh I saw Texas hey. I saw him on TikTok the other day. Chuck Norris was on there and he was telling Chuck Norris jokes.
2: <laughs> oh it? yeah. It was funny. I met a guy who looked just like Chuck Norris, his name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Chuck yeah. said uh,
0: sorry, I don't I think he said somebody else said Chuck Norris. Came in contact with COVID-19 and now covid nineteen's in quarantine <laughs> for two weeks.
1: Chuck Norris sleeps with a nightlight because the dark's afraid to heal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, my my favorite one is, has always been the Chuck Norris was once bit by a rattlesnake and after two weeks of agony, the snake died. Uh-huh. <laughs> he actually put a book out a few years ago about those facts. And he would, like, he just gathered them on the internet, but then he would tell funny stories after them, like the one about the snake. He actually did get bit by a snake on the set of Walker, Texas Ranger one time. And the snake handler who they'd hired – was like hiding from him for the next couple of days because he thought Chuck was going to yeah. whoop him. Yeah. And Chuck was like, he said, I mean, just it wasn't his fault. It, it do not it.
1: matter. It's Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: a snake. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Chuck Norris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to pause right now for a word from our sponsor, hopefully. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K A W F E E A N D s-u-g-a-r coffee and home of granny's hillbilly coffee some of the best coffee you'll ever drink if you use promo code holler at checkout you'll save 15 percent off orders of 29 dollars or more visit coffee and and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you And we're back. Thank you, uh, our sponsor, Chuck Norris Jeans. Uh, <laughs> 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 they don't make those anymore.
2: No. I used to wear them. They were good pants.
0: Uh, I also used to wear Huskies.
2: Huskies? <laughs> yeah. You oh, were, yeah. Remember those? Those, uh, Yeah. Those, You'd have a section that even said Husky. Sears and Roebuck. husky. husky. Husky, husky be a fat
1: boy in the store.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't say fat. I remember my cousin, we'd have family, they'd go, he's husky. husky. He's husky. Yeah, he's husky. He's, he's big just bondy. husky. No, my family
1: that not care. They called me fat. Yes.
0: We all knew we fat. Chunky boy. Yeah. He's lucky you got That's fat living boy. in that family that big. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> be, ain't many vittles left when you get down to the last That'd kid out peak. of 13. <laughs> fan
2: for yourself. Second to the last kid.
1: Uh, oh man. Well, I we got uh, all the good stuff though.
0: All <laughs> uh, uh, All right. So we've talked about, uh, uh, oh, i tell you another one another hero of mine I, that I got to meet was uh, uh, Minnie Pearl. Oh, yeah. She was uh, a sweet, sweet lady. I'll tell you what, she uh, was uh, she went to the same college that I did, at, not at the same time. I think but so. <laughs> she used to come to the school every year to talk to the students, and she'd always take the time to talk with me about the business and and everything. I mean, she's the reason I became a country comedian because of of her. I I see Buford as a you know a part of that same lineage of uh, country comedy of her and Speck Roads, and, and he all did those remind those. me a
1: lot of Minnie Pearl.
0: I think it's the price tag on my hat. Yeah. <laughs> she was a lady. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth now. Sarah yeah. Ophelia Cannon, her real name, she was a she. Because when she went to Belmont, it was a finishing school for ladies. Mm-hmm. And she was a you know drinking tea with her pinky up kind of lady. Nothing like the character of Minnie Pearl. But she had gone there to study acting. And she was a great actress. But see, she and Henry lived next door to the governor's mansion. So uh, I went to her funeral. And every governor of Tennessee that was still alive, current and the past ones, were at her funeral. In fact, I talked to Lamar Alexander one time. And he joked, he said... That's the only reason I ran for governor, so I could live next door to Minnie Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but a good name. <clears throat> she was a sweet lady, though. What's that song? Never go around spreading rumors. Yeah, when
0: not nine ones go around spreading rumors, yes. They had some great songs on that show. No gloom, despair, and agony on me, and hee haw. Yep. Well, there's another hero. A lot of a lot of heroes on that show, but Roy Clark. Man, I'm tell you what now. Pick a pick. That dude could shred. Have you seen that? Any style. Have you seen that TikTok video going around of him playing Malagania on uh, the uh, Odd Couple TV show? Uh,
2: I didn't know what that was, but I was about to say I saw him on the Odd Couple where he sat there it and did up. Oh, it was and unreal. all of
0: these guitar players commenting going, "Man, I didn't know he could shred like that." It I mean, that was the, that was <laughs> legit. Yeah, and and other people saying, "Yeah, not only was he a great musician who could play anything with strings." But he was also an extremely funny comedian. He was very funny. And Jerry he would weave Reed. the two together so well. Playing songs and doing goofy stuff and you know, playing the guitar uh, you know, in different ways just to get a laugh. Oh, I love going on Jerry hill.
1: Reed like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. if people don't realize what a, a gifted guitarist he was. Glenn Campbell, an incredible,
0: incredible guitarist. Yeah, a bunch of them like that. Glenn even played on a lot of uh, what Beach Boys stuff, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was doing ukulele stuff the other night on uh, on a live on TikTok, and somebody asked me to play. Pipe. Speaking
2: of Glenn Campbell, i want to tell you about
0: my ukulele. Somebody, exactly. <laughs> somebody asked me to do Pipeline, oh Pipeline, yeah, that, it's one of those California Surfer guitar songs oh. that you've got to be like an incredible player Can you to You play do. Rebel Rouser? I don't even know that one. <laughs>
2: use your capo biggins for those of you uh, uh on the
0: podcast listening he's playing air guitar as he does this i have no idea i don't know that
2: you
0: know, one. do it again well, can't do it right now you know, do it again
2: biggins i like that you no, gotta do it a little louder my so feelings is hurt man my feelings hurt y'all know what he was part. playing
1: my air guitar <laughs> was out of tune and so, I ain't got one of them tuners like y'all do. I ain't got, <laughs> got one of them fancy
0: tuners. <laughs> got, bow, 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 what are you doing? I'm tuning my air guitar. The <laughs> <His> battery's <laughs> dead. <laughs>
1: I ain't got one of them fancy tuners like Buford.
0: <laughs> you, you know, for an air guitar, you can get one for free. Yeah, because the air tuners don't cost any more than an air guitar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I give Boo Boo 20 bucks for this.
0: <laughs> it's hand me down. <laughs>
1: Boo, <laughs> to 20 bucks.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> family heirloom. You get it? It's family heirloom. The family heirloom. Yeah, I got that. It's an A-I-R limb. See what I did
0: there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. goodness. So, all right. Any other heroes we haven't talked about? Yeah, I want to mention one right now. Who's that? Did you ever
1: know that you're my hero? Oh.
0: <laughs> he was singing to me, y'all. You're the wind
1: beneath my wings. It wouldn't be
0: so bad if he didn't reach across my lap to get to you. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> but I me. But I
1: tried to put Debra in the middle this time. That, you wouldn't do it. So I had to love him up.
0: That was, it. That was awful sweet. <laughs> that was awful uncomfortable, be honest A little, with a little uncomfortable <laughs> for you, yeah. Well, you know, being in the middle and all, getting squished to two big hillbillies, <laughs> that ain't no fun. Uh well I appreciate that. That's all that's awful nice. You know, I, I, the, this is the truth, y'all. Uh Biggins walked up to Boo Boo a couple years ago at at the holler, yeah. and uh and, and Boo Boo had been performing on stage and getting lots of laughs and uh Biggins walked up and said, I want you to learn me how to do what you do. I wanna be a comedian And it wasn't very long before Boo Boo realized we really don't need to teach Biggins much. We just gotta get him somewhere to do it. We just gotta teach him how to hold a microphone and point him in the right direction.
2: Cause that that's funny. <laughs> the first few times I got him on stage, I'd hand him that microphone. He'd be going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. that microphone." Slowly getting <laughs> down to his knee. He'd be standing there with his fist around his knees, there in that microphone, just a woo. What's that? The monitor? Is there a siren? <laughs> Hands up! <laughs> the law ain't after me again, are they? I'll no, I take it back up.
0: said,
1: hold it, hold it right here. All right, I got it this time. I was just... am <laughs> getting better at it now. I get, I get where I hold it up I'm pretty good now. <laughs> I would say,
2: pretend it's an ice cream cone.
0: <laughs> well, Lord, no, they he'd just stick it in his mouth.
2: Just don't do it barefooted. No. That
0: hurts. <laughs> 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 I was slobbering on him. Already. Oh, my goodness. Well, i tell you what. Um, I I love working with him because when I do a video on TikTok <clears throat> with Beggins, the video I did before will have 400 views, and the one I did with him will have 15,000 views. Uh, and I don't mind. I'll be the abbot to his Costello anytime because <laughs> – as long as we're getting laughs, I don't care who said the funny line. It's mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of comments, folks sending us messages from this podcast talking about how funny Biggins is and that's all right. We'll be we we'll, we we don't mind being the straight man. We'll we'll pitch to
2: him and let him hit him out of the park. Because you sure know it's not a teleprompter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: he can't read. I can't read
1: No. That's <laughs> hey, funny, they had me to do they wanted me to read off a thing on one of them radio cue cards. Yeah. They want me to read it off of it. A cue card. Yeah. And I couldn't read it for crap. Y'all know how I mean. It's embarrassing a lot of time, but I don't read good. And I'm aware that the guy's trying to hold it, and I'm walking closer to him where I can get my finger on it and run down the, the <laughs> words like on that. On the
2: cue card. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, just give it here, son. <laughs> 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 <Right> here. <laughs>
2: That's like the... <laughs> He was over there. They was laughing. That's what he did? They said he's over there with them cars Going, I know Q tips. I know coupons. I don't know anything about Q cards.
1: <laughs> we're gonna need you to read this.
0: Whoa, we didn't talk about learning nothing. I, I said y'all was gonna talk to me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We we don't we don't ever give uh, Biggins a script. We just tell him the rough idea of where we're trying to go, and we just let him roll then. Because I'm not gonna confuse him with words. Thank y'all for that. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. But if you have a a story about your hero you'd like to share with us, you can uh, send those to meetbuford at gmail.com. That's M-E-E-T. B-U-F-O-R-D at com, and uh, we do another episode in the future about heroes. We'll share yours. And uh, and if you don't mind us calling you up and putting you on speakerphone, you can be part of the podcast. Yeah, give us your phone number. We'll happy yeah. to we call you and make you part of the show. Yep. So,
1: And if you want to attach a photograph to said phone number, that'll <laughs> depend on which one of us calls you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be one of us married fellas. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> had to remind me. Yeah, Maldine's pretty. I was having a good pretty nap. mean and pretty apt to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think
1: Chuck Norris would be scared of her.
0: I it's just yeah. it's very possible. All he had to do
1: good. was meet her Chuck Norris be like, no, I'm
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> They'll
0: Come start I'm, telling Maldine jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris
2: start telling Maldine jokes. Give <laughs> <laughs> my stress jeans. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for spending another half hour with us here in Boogertown. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. Be sure to tune in next week uh, because on that episode, it will be just before April Fool's Day, and we are going to be telling stories about practical jokes. And uh, we're also going to be introducing our new sensor button that allows us to tell stories with bad words in them, and we'll just make the sensor sound and beep, beep out the bad words. Boy, it's about time. How's it go, Biggin'?
1: It's about time y'all got that button.
0: So, in the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And I'm Biggin'. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiners Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.